Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. All right, Andy, let's just get a couple of the other uh, Rumoritaville uh, Patriot things to date uh, before we look at some of the other signings that we love and don't love around the NFL. Uh, right now, the Patriots are rumored to be connected to, uh, according to Ian Rappaport, uh, the Los Angeles Rams Taylor Rapp. I mm. guess that I guess that's a player. What does he play? What does he do? He's a safety. Um, okay. Very he good. has played some free safety, but in my mind, my vision, my um, sort of watching him, he's more of a strong safety, which is mm-hmm. is strange for me because you mm-hmm. already have Duggar, Phillips, and Peppers, who everybody was excited to see him re-signed. Um, I don't think he's a replacement for uh, Devin McCourty, in my mind. He's a young, thick, athletic safety, but I, I mm-hmm. just don't see him making his money in the back end in the way that McCourty did for a decade plus. Um, but you know, who knows? Bill has a strange way of sometimes appearing to create too much redundancy. And then later you're like, Oh, okay. He was right. This guy can play there. This fits this, this works together. Um, Well, it's competition. It's competition, which can always be a good thing, especially when you're rebuilding your roster and trying to keep up, keep pace in the wild, wild ever, ever, ever increasingly difficult AFC East. Like for example, you know, the old, I'm a big subscriber to you. You're, you're never um, you're never upset that you have good football players. Okay, so Correct. maybe they don't, you know, it's not perfectly aligned with a depth chart that says free safety, strong safety, slot corner, outside corner. Maybe there's some, um, but I would also say, is rap better than Miles Bryant, who we joked about in the first segment? Most people seem to not want to see on the Patriots moving forward, even though they did tender him. If he's better than Miles Bryant, even if Miles mm-hmm. Bryant theoretically is more of a free safety or a corner, mm-hmm. Who's the better football player? I'll take the better football player. And then I'll ask Gerard Mayo and Steve Belichick to figure out how you're going to deploy these 15 to 17 rotational bodies that you're going to use on any given play any yes. given week. You know you're going to keep Jabril Peppers. You know you got Adrian Phillips. You know you got, you're looking to extend, uh, or at least I believe, I think most of us believe they're going to try to extend Kyle Duggar. So that Unless makes a lot him. of sense as well. Oh, get out of here. Zero chance. Come on. I've heard no. Zero chance. Nah. All right. 5%. What if he said, I want the Jamal Adams contract? Bye. <laughs> bye. Yeah, bye. We'll take the two uh, first. I don't think they'll ever uh, get two first round picks for him in exchange. No, no, no. But no. Yeah, I'm just saying bye. 
he's in that range where contract resigning value starts to come into play. And you always have to be cognizant of that and the business side of things. And it's just the reality. Pats don't want to build one of those star heavy uh, salary top heavy rosters. They like to spread it out, obviously. So yeah, they don't like stars. They won way too many games when they had stars on this roster. Exactly. They had just a couple who carried them for a long time. We don't need to go down that wormhole or travel that bumpy turbulent road again uh okay we so do need to touch on um riley they reef. lost out on one guy i did what i did want no, 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 uh, but we got to talk about riley reef first that may be the biggest signing that is the biggest i i wanted to talk about the fact that they let Juan thornhill uh well, go to negative. the rounds you're all What's about that? losing what are you talking about losing players losing games i'm about winning and i think you win something by adding a tackle option who has started 150 games in the national football yeah and which means he's also played for a long time and he's in his mid-30s with you it's always negative all right why (laughs) why why oh why do you think the patriots they have trent brown for one more year i guess this indicates that they're uh it's more probable than not he'll play left tackle this year final year of his deal uh, a motivated Trent Brown looking probably for one more contract is probably the best Trent Brown the Patriots could get this year. And they have now decided to have a uh, a bum fight in an alley between Calvin Anderson, Riley Reef, Connor McDermott, Andrew Stuber, and probably one other warm body for right tackle this year. A, you know, you, you don't have to pay the top money Kansas City did or that Cincinnati did for Orlando Brown. Um, they kind of uh, didn't, though. No, uh, no, they actually got him. They got him. He got wait. Kansas City paid sixteen million dollars more for a tackle from Jacksonville to replace Orlando Brown when Orlando Brown was widely seen as the best available tackle. And everyone says that the kid from Jacksonville now with Kansas City can't run block worth a toot. Yeah, no, which I actually don't strange if I'm Kansas City. Um, we've talked a little bit about like protecting Mahomes is certainly in the passing game. Good pass blocker, yeah, bread and butter, but. Orlando Brown, I didn't think, got a crazy contract. I know he got a lot of guaranteed money, mm-hmm. but over a short, relatively short four-year Four for deal. 64, yeah. yeah. That's not a crazy contract to me. If For a team that's really mm-hmm. looking to solidify a tackle spot. Now, if you want to tell me he's not that good, maybe he's the most overrated tackle in football if you want to go down that road. Okay. I don't believe so. I, I don't either, but we can have that discussion, that argument. But the deal, contracts, I mean, Joe Tooney got, what, 80 Two million from Kansas. Yeah, City he got five year. for five for eighty or five five for eighty two and a half. Yeah, that was a lot so of money. You got. He's going to play that whole deal out because he's still playing at an extremely high level. Oh, absolutely. I'm just saying, if you really targeted the the tackle market, and that's not a uh, deal that makes you so. Well, we can't go there. We can't do that. So, All right, so tell me why you like this Riley Reef deal then, because it's just like. All these guys. Oh, and Yad the Bod, Yadni Yadni could just is back as well. So you have five people that are going to be fighting it out for the right to, for for two jobs. They need a right tackle and a swing. You got five for two. So there you were talking earlier about building depth, having contingency, a redundancy of talent or lack of talent to find out who's the best available and what's in the best interest of the football team. Riley Reef may have been on his last legs last year, and those weren't exactly the sturdiest legs in town. Why do you think this is a good signing? Because it adds competition. It, it adds not just jag bodies or unproven. Like, we've been talking up Stuber. For all we know, Stuber can't play, and he's not an NFL player. Like, Could Riley Reef yeah. is an NFL player. He's long in the tooth. Yes, he's 34 years old. 
Um, mm-hmm. You're not looking for him to be the centerpiece of your line for the next five years. I still think drafting a first or second round tackle is very much a possibility because they've done it a lot. I, I always say the Nate Solder one is the perfect example. You bring that light back, then you draft Nate Solder, and it's like, what the hell are you doing? Well, Nate Solder is be- going to become the foundation of our line. He's, he's drafting behind him to watch and learn for a year. Correct. But who um, – that was going to be my next question, so uh, – I'm glad that you were kind of on the same page here to the Patriots fans. Before we get to the mailbag, do you believe that the tackle position is locked up for the long term, or could tackle still be on the table for a first round pick? I don't even know if tackles locked up for this year, never mind the long term. While I like the competitive depth, the idea that you have an old veteran, then you have Anderson who maybe is a hitting his prime untapped resource kind of guy mm-hmm. you got an unknown in stuber you got your holdover in mcdermott there's bodies there that you can i mean let's be honest you at this time a year ago you me not you people well you know what you people and okay you, the team and you people okay convinced me that cam mcgrone was going to be a linebacker in the national football league right and and he is it just happens to be for another team and he just happens to be irrelevant so you don't have to convince me all offseason that Stuber is the answer. He might be the answer. McDermott might be the answer. Anderson might be the answer. I'm a big believer if you have a lot of ifs, you usually go about 50-50 on ifs. They have enough bodies at tackle now. If they go 50-50, they should end up with two starting tackles for this year. Not long-term. That's why I still think a draft pick, and I also don't rule out if a draft pick came in, that he could start. Like, you, okay. you you've created competitive depth that's all you've done but you didn't have competitive depth last last year you oh, weren't no, no, solidified no, no, no. i mean connor mcdermott had to come off the streets to finish out the final third of the season and bring some oh my god is i believe how bill belichick described connor mcdermott oh my god thank god we have him or something to that effect oh that how the mighty have fallen oh but the desperate times the dark times that have fallen upon the empire yeah no he he Played reasonably well at the end of the season. He kind of like shored up a position. Re, re, I said all he had to do was not suck. As yes. Lou Maloney likes to say, all he had to do was just suck a little because everybody a little. else before That's him it. sucked big time. And Isaiah Wynn, oh, what a talk about a tragic turnaround. Comes in with all that hype, hope, and potential. First round pick out of Georgia, always in the college football playoffs. He's quick, got fast feet, got a nice mean streak about him, falls apart. Just a terrible tenure it, on the shelf half the time. Now he's talking, uh, you know, he's protecting tweets. Uh, the got guys. What was uh, his douchey he's, tweet? He's like, like saying like the conversation starts at a certain amount of money. Like if you're not you rich, to, don't talk to him. Is it something like that? Basically. Who, who are you to tell us with the who way the you played? Do you think you Whoa! are? I do not like that man. I do not like that man. F-bomb alert. F-bomb I do not alert. like him. Wow. When he, when he gave Mike at, uh, Mike Reese attitude. Oh. You you went too far. Who dare give the great Mike? I Reese like to bust Mike guff. Reese's balls, but Isaiah Wynn was. We love a the man, dink. right? Isaiah Wynn was a dink to Mike Reese, and I'm sorry you crossed a line there. Now you're being a dink in general on social media. You were a dink to Phil Perry, who was just asking oh. very reasonable questions. I think it's quite clear Isaiah Wynn is simply a dink. Yeah, it's a shame. I I never I never knew that. I didn't see that coming at all because he. He eschewed all of this positivity on Twitter and uh, was always retweeting positive uh, memes and expressions. You should and like him. He's a fraud. 
Oh, come on. I was, I, you know what? Feather. I, I took, I took the, uh, I took the inspirational thirst trap. I did. I fell for it. Yeah. Shame on me. When the going got tough, he revealed who he really was. Damn shame. It's a damn shame, but good luck. Fare thee well. Yeah. Best of whatever. Yeah. Fair ye, fair ye, fair ye, F you. I, Adios. Take care. Don't let the door hit you with the good Lord split you. We got us five. Ta- oh God, who knows who's going to be the tackle. I still think it's a priority in the draft. My guess now is the Patriots would look to address it. Maybe not in the first round. I bet it's still, they trade back, go corner or defensive end just to surprise everybody. Maybe get a tackle in the second or the third round. I'm sure there's plenty of them out there. Um, but there's no marquee talent to have been brought in thus far free agency wise at tackle a um, couple other free agency issues. I'd like to discuss with you. Uh, the Aaron Rodgers thing is officially still unofficial, but it's official. He wants to play for the jets. That's where he'll play. If he plays anywhere this year, there's a holdup of June 1st. They can split the cap money in green Bay a little bit this year, more next year. It becomes better for them. The jets want him in the house. Now, Aaron Rodgers, you want to talk about being a dink trying to, you know, he wants Green Bay to make this happen for him. He wishes they were more transparent and honest with him. I think he's full of shit. Um, whoa, whoa. I, oh, well, l- listen to who just dropped the F-bomb moments ago on this family podcast. Um, you know, I don't think Aaron Rodgers should be in any position, any position at all, to be, you know, telling Green Bay to make this happen as quick as they can so as to allow the Jets to pursue more free agents to – enable him to pursue the championship that has eluded him. You know, all these years when Green Bay loaded up the team to help him get to the NFC championship, the NFC championship, he would gag in time and again. Like, he's really frosted my tips. And that's not just because he's going to be likely playing quarterback against a team the Patriots have kept under thumb for decades on end. You know my rule. Entertain me. He's kind of been entertaining me this, the way he's – it's not my team. I would hate it if I were the Packers. I'd probably hate it if I were the Jets. But just as a uh, unbiased onlooker from afar, mm-hmm. um, he's kind of entertained me the way he's handled this. And I'm kind of looking forward to him with the uh, chappage on his assage, um, mm-hmm. looking to make a comeback story, do a one-year glory to the Jets, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Super Bowl rebound, the whole thing. Um even listening to some of the comments, um, you know, the, the Adam Schefter thing, him and Schefter going back and forth and all of that, he's kind of entertained me of late. And um, I hope he lives up to it because the only thing that would suck the life out of this retroactively is if he goes the Russell Wilson route and he stinks and he's not. Well, it would be fun for the first five or six weeks. And then yeah. we would all look to the Thursday night, Sunday night, and Monday night football games that the Jets are going to be a part of. And you can get everyone get used to it right now. Get used to Kelly Green and White on your television screens. Gang Green going to be all up in your broadcast biz this fall. There will be a lot of New York Jets primetime games this year. And if they come out firing, you know, all, all Broncos country, let's ride guns blazing, it's going to be a disaster. It'll be fun for the first couple of weeks. But right. like with Russell Wilson last year, it was like, oh, please, can we just make this stop? This is right. awful. When we realized they had a terrible coach and a terrible quarterback, it really wasn't all that fun. <laughs> it really wasn't at all. Oh, it was a miserable experience for one and all. I'd I'd love for him to make the Jets better, raise the level of competition. Careful. Careful. All season. Oh, come no, it'd be fun. Like game on. Let's go. Oh, last place is fun. I didn't say last. Uh, no, but Vegas does. I know. God, the odds got worse yesterday. Patriots, depending on where you look, folks, right now, 
uh, between BetMGM, FanDuel, Caesar Sportsbook at all. Anyone, if you want to sponsor the podcast, call us. Yeah, by all means, please. <laughs> Hello, FanDuel uh, are between plus 700 and plus 1,000 to win the AFC East. That's just to win the AFC East. Not make it back to the Super Bowl and take home the Lamar Hunt Trophy as American Football Conference champions. They are clearly established and entrenched as the last place favorite in the eyes of Las Vegas for the 2023 season. And it's because teams like Miami have made big splashy signings and trades. It's because the Jets went out and got Aaron Rodgers and had a roster built to win. It's because Buffalo only really has lost Tremaine Edmonds thus far. And let's be honest, they may be swapping out Devin Singletary for another big back built to run in Buffalo weather like Andy wouldn't it make all the sense in the world for the Bills to pursue a Zeke Elliott. Uh, Zeke Elliott. I know there were rumblings of the Cook brothers having a uh, brotherly love backfield in Buffalo. Uh, so, yeah, they, there's some interest there. Just came to me. If, oh, if, Dal Dalvin Cook in Buffalo? Just saying. Might be wow. fun. Wow. If, um, if the successful longtime owner of the Chiefs had been, uh, his first name been Michael, what do you think they would have named the... Uh, right, uh, moving on with the rest of our free agents, please. Just because it's a new segment on our show, just because you think it, you don't have to say it. <laughs> um, oh, look at now. He's he so probably would have been like M. Lamar Hunt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. M. Lamar Hunt. Um, oh, that would be interesting in Buffalo. Buffalo, obviously, uh, kicking some salary cap down the road. Yep. so that they could free up some cash now to be able to pursue somebody. So it could be Dalvin Cook, maybe a trade for Derrick Henry. Zeke, Zeke Elliott would make a lot of sense. They need a big back who's used to running in crappy weather. I need, I'm going to put you on the record right now, and I, I know you hate to do this. You hate mm -hmm. to be definitive, especially after you were so definitive about Jacoby Myers returning to the Patriots in our last podcast. Nailed but it! On March the 16th, as we record this podcast, will the Patriots finish in last place in the AFC East? No. Will they finish above third place? No. So the third place Patriots will finish above. Who will be last place? Do we lose? Mm, it will be Baja Miami. Baja Miami. Uh, Baja Miami. I thought for a second, is there any chance Buffalo? No, they're still too good. Well, there Miami. is. If Josh Allen breaks his leg. Sure. I still think, yeah, or, or or his UCL tears completely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's why I wanted to maybe say Buffalo. No, Miami's make, you know, listen, hey, that Miami could either be 13 and four or they could be nine and eight or eight and nine. Like they've made a lot of, they've made some good moves. There's plenty of talent down there. But the quarterback position, like if Tua gets his bell rung again or just isn't good enough, uh, which would be most point? unfortunate. Mike White will keep them in games, but I didn't the say white Mike man White for the job. Oh. <laughs> are next? Are you going to start telling me about how what a big fan you are of White Power? Uh, no, no. Okay, good. No, just, wanna, just all right. Um, please, but please no, don't cut I, that. Up. I find the AFC East really interesting, and I know Patriots fans want to get defensive. Christian Fourier started it yesterday. He mm -hmm. thinks it's a good thing that Aaron Rodgers is going to the Jets. Yeah, he thinks that he doesn't think he's going to be good at all. Why? Why? We might have a banged up finger. Okay. And yeah, he's had some issues in recent day, but holy smokes. What? I really? Don't get it. I think you're yeah. right. I think if the Patriots don't finish in last place, it's because Tua and the Dolphins had issues, had problems, fell back. I think the Jets and the Bills are going to finish in the top two spots in either order. I don't rule out mm -hmm. the Jets winning the division. I like their defense a lot, I like their talent. 
they are, and I think if Aaron Rodgers, if we can say his thumb was a big reason for some of the interceptions and the way he played last, or just he was not engaged and invested, he was the Trent Brown of their offense. If that's all true, I think the Bills and the Jets are the top two teams in the AFC East, and you better hope you beat the Dolphins and try to contend for one of those three wild card spots. Yes, uh, that's exactly where you should be. And it seems as though, you know, people mentioning that the Patriots stayed out of the initial wave of free agency through legal tampering and the start of it. We and now we're getting into their it? classic like second wave. They're getting into their classic second wave. They do have 11 draft picks coming up. It looks oh, like wow. Bill Belichick is building a roster. One of those classics, fundamentally sound, top to bottom, depth at every position, Star like you said earlier. Team. Mostly star-free, highly competitive, one to fifty-three. Where's, Where's Gronk? Where's Edelman? Where's the number one corner? Retired, retired, retired. Thanks. Uh, yeah, I know. Well, we'll see, and that's why they bet you best like be setting expectations for a team that'll likely be in a lot of games. Maybe not necessarily like not as not as offensively anemic as last year. Hopefully, defensively sound and. 10 and seven with a shot at the wild card and then maybe going on the road and being the tougher team. That's likely your best case scenario. I look, I have to stay I, like my motto is steer into it. This is the reality, Andy. They don't have the star quarterback right now. They're not, they're not explosive to date. There's no one single playmaker whose Jersey we're buying, who we're telling kids watch the highlights of, but they might be a good competitive or competitive adjacent. As I like to say, team. All right. There we are. It's going to hell, dude. It's not even St. Patrick's Day. And we're trying to figure out what the Patriots record is going to be in early November. Like it's it's not an easy game. They haven't won free agency with the big splashy signings. They also haven't embarrassed themselves or peed down their leg right now. They're where they've been for the last couple of years. Somewhere in the middle. Stuck in the middle. Again. I guess that's where it is. Any other free agent signings stand out that you like, you love, you loathe uh, before we get to the mailbag? Um, no, not real. Like I, what's the biggest deal? What's like, what's the biggest transformational deal? Like Orlando Brown might be one of them. It's huge for them. Yeah. That's, that's a, so if they keep T Higgins, which Mm -hmm. by all accounts, they're keeping T Higgins. If Lael Collins, who tore his ACL sadly on Christmas Eve against the Patriots is able to come back and play half of the season next year. Uh, they'll obviously try to patchwork. Half, uh, one side of their tackle line with, uh, I don't know, a rookie, a camp body, someone who's on the roster. But Orlando Brown locking up the left side for Joe Burrow. Good. That's a big deal for them. I just wanted to get, you know what I wanted to get a quick take on? What? What do you make of the <laughs> running back carousel? Miles Sanders leaves the Eagles. Um, Miles Sanders leaves the Eagles to go to the Panthers. Um Jamal Williams goes to go leaves the Lions where he loved life to go be with the Saints. They're all on comparable deals too, like three years, $18 million. David Montgomery leaves the Bears to go to the Lions, who had Jamal Williams, who loved it there, and they seemed to love him. But like I it's just interesting little round. It seemed like everybody was just trading parts and no one is better or oh, and Rashad Penny goes from Seattle to Philadelphia. All mid-tier running backs, and I see how that happens. Like, the running back position is a weird one. We've talked about it in terms of the draft or free agency or signing a guy to an extension. Um, if he's good early in his contract, all it's a tough position to value. You know, you can kind of always get one, I think, is starting to become um, maybe the way it is. Damian Harris still on the market as a guy who – Damian Harris is a 1,000-yard rusher. He can give you double-digit touchdowns. Like, he, he can help a team. He probably – 
um, probably will. So mm-hmm. yeah. it's just that weird value of of fruit buyer, you know, I beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Like, Hey, I know our guy's good, but I kind of like that guy over there. Why don't we swap him out? Cause our guy's not great. That guy's not great. Same world of finances. It it's the nature. I think it's just the nature of the running back position now. Yeah. It's, I, it was very interesting because if all of those guys stayed where they were, I think all of the teams that made moves at running back in the mid tier running back carousel, as you described it would be about the same. So I was kind of, I'm just kind of curious why, Everyone decided to make those moves, but they did. And that's just the nature of the beast these days. Hi, Bruins fans looking for more coverage of your favorite hockey team. Follow the skate pod hosted by Scott McLaughlin, Brian DeFelice, and me, Bridget Prue. Get your Bruins coverage from WEI's team of Bruins writers. We're the people who are at the games and talk to the players every week. For analysis of every Bruins game and exclusive interviews with the players, listen to the skate pod on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.